our minds and what we believe about ourselves is so foundational. And it really sets up the types of relationships we will feel comfortable in, we will enjoy, and we will tolerate. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden, a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. As always, I am very happy that you're listening in, that you're tuning in. Um, You might notice that my voice is kind of radio sexy raspy today. That's what I'm going to call it. But I met up with a friend last night and we ate outside and uh, we were there for about three, four hours and it's kind of chilly in Chicago. April is a little weird in Chicago in terms of weather. So it's like in the 40s. And that resulted in me having a raspy voice today. So bear with me. Hopefully it's not too bad. So today we're going to be talking about the connection between low self-worth and toxic relationships and really how feeling unworthy sets us up to have toxic relationships in our lives. And I think it's important to understand what this looks like, how this dynamic plays out, because that's really the first step in starting to release toxic relationships. So let's dive in. When we feel unworthy, we have an unhealthy relationship with ourselves. And this makes it more likely that we'll have toxic relationships with unhealthy other people. So at the root of self-worth is our relationship with ourselves, is how we see ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, and how we treat ourselves. So when we feel unworthy, we see ourselves as being unworthy of love and care and respect, and then we treat ourselves more poorly. And our relationships with ourselves are really the foundation for our relationships with romantic partners and with other people. So when we're in a place of low self-worth or conditional self-worth, we feel like we must earn or prove our worth and we don't feel worthy just as we are. And this makes us more likely to attract and be attracted to partners that make us feel that we may have to prove our worth and earn their love. And even when we are with partners who love and accept us as we are, we may reject their love because we don't feel worthy of it. So it sets us up to sort of feel like, you know, we need to earn and prove that we are lovable and we are more likely to pursue partners who make us prove that we are lovable, who are inconsistent in the love that they give to us, who avoid us, who are unresponsive at times. And sometimes they love us and sometimes they seem not to. And we have to figure out just the right thing to say or do. And then we're also more likely to feel uncomfortable in relationships where the love is consistent all the time because we don't feel worthy of it. 
This is connected to a concept in psychology called cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance involves feeling uncomfortable when we're faced with something that contradicts our beliefs. So for example, when we believe we are unworthy or unlovable, we will be uncomfortable with a partner who believes we are worthy and treats us as though we are worthy and lovable all the time. We will feel uncomfortable with a partner who just loves and accepts us as we are. And in contrast, we will feel comfortable with a partner who treats us in alignment with our beliefs about ourselves. So again, if we feel that we're unworthy and unlovable, we're going to feel more comfortable with a partner who treats us as though we are unworthy, right? The partner who is available sometimes or cancels on us or doesn't show up or doesn't treat us very well, doesn't affirm us. We can be more comfortable with that partner because that partner treats us in alignment with what we believe we deserve, right? So the cognitive dissonance happens when we are faced with something that does not align with our beliefs. And so what happens is if we are uncomfortable in the face of positive treatment, we do something to mess that up because it doesn't align with our beliefs. So instead of changing our beliefs, sometimes we change our beliefs. So sometimes we have a relationship with someone and it's so loving and it helps us to then believe that we are lovable. But often what happens is that we push away the love that is offered to us because we are uncomfortable. So we sort of mess it up or we act out, right? So one way that this could play out is you feel unworthy and unlovable. You have a partner who treats you as though you are unconditionally worthy and lovable and you start acting out, right? You start sort of sabotaging the relationship. You cheat on that person. You you treat that person poorly. You start doing things to push that person away and to get them to start treating you as though you were unworthy, right? Because you are trying to solve this cognitive dissonance and you are trying to get back to a comfortable space where people are treating you as you think you deserve to be treated. So I hope this is making sense. It's, it's sort of conceptual, but I hope hope that this is sort of, I'm, I'm laying it out for you in a way that makes sense, right? And then in contrast, you will not feel dissonance if you feel unworthy and unlovable. And then you start dating someone who is never available, only texts back sometimes, often stands you up, often criticizes how you look, sometimes makes you feel good, but often doesn't make you feel good. You're going to feel more comfortable in that relationship if you feel unworthy. So, you know, our, our minds and what we believe about ourselves is so foundational and it really sets up the types of relationships we will feel comfortable in, we will enjoy, and we will tolerate. As I mentioned before in previous podcast episodes, I spent years playing out a version of this in my romantic relationship. So thankfully I didn't do a ton of sabotage, but I had a little sabotaging of relationships at times. And really the, the thing was that my belief that I was unlovable caused me to be more attractive to guys who treated me as though I was unworthy or unlovable. And they weren't horrible guys. They didn't, I wasn't in any abusive relationships, thankfully, but I was attracted to the sort of guy who wasn't available, right? The guy who, you know, you couldn't quite get him to engage. 
I couldn't quite get him to always want to spend time with me. There was often a dynamic of, oh, will you spend time with me? No. (laughs) Right. Or like, I'm not available or I have other things to do. I was not prioritized. Right. And I, and then I was in a series of long distance relationships. So it was like, I was pursuing people who were not only emotionally unavailable, but physically unavailable because I was playing out this pattern, right? I was playing out a pattern of feeling unlovable and then being attracted to people who could not or would not show up for me, engage with me, treat me as though I was lovable and worthy of spending time with, of care, of all of these things. And then when I was in, you know, relationships with people who were, you know, stable and, and treated me as lovable and were just there for me. And I didn't have to earn my, earn their love. I didn't have to prove that I was good enough in those relationships. And there weren't that many of them, but like the one or two, um, I was bored and kind of uncomfortable. And I was kind of like disinterested, right? I was like, eh, you know, I'm not, I'm not so interested. Like it didn't, it didn't, you know, make me uh, feel like I had to prove something. And I was really caught up in sort of enjoying in some ways and sort of an unhealthy way, that process of proving that I was lovable and worthy. And so when I was dating someone who was like, no, I just, I love you. You're just great. I was like, well, what, what? I don't, I mean, you don't want me to do anything differently. You don't want me to be differently. You just love me the way I am. And so that then led me to sort of disengage from those relationships. And I've also talked about in my current relationship, which is very healthy. Um, you know, my fiance just liked me, right? I didn't have to earn it. I didn't have to prove it. I didn't have to chase after it. And I was ready for that because I had done a lot of my own inner work and known that I was unconditionally worthy. And I still had a little bit of an adjustment period of being like, oh, like, oh, I don't have to earn his love or approval. I can just be me. I had to adjust to that healthy dynamic in the relationship. And so I want you to just check in with yourself. Have you ever felt more comfortable with a partner who treated you poorly and made you feel you were unworthy than you were with someone who treated you with respect and as though you were worthy and lovable? Just check in with that. Think about your relationships, your current relationships, your past relationships. Think about the dynamics that you have felt most comfortable with. And, you know, the challenge is that the dynamic of feeling unworthy, of feeling like you have to change who you are, that you have to earn someone's love, really sets the stage for toxic relationships. And toxic relationships are relationships that leave us feeling like we are not good enough. Often, these relationships make us feel that if we could just look better, communicate better, be better, do better, have a better job, have better clothes, lose weight, act better, whatever, be sexier, then we would feel loved and accepted. Then we would be loved and accepted by our partner. And when we are in toxic relationships, we feel like we need to prove ourselves And there's an achievement dynamic to the relationship such that we keep going back to the person for approval, right? So we try, okay, well, maybe if I dress like this, maybe if I talk like this, maybe if I act like this, maybe if I do this, maybe if I twist myself into a pretzel, then they'll finally love and accept me. And in these types of relationships, we are rewarded intermittently, not consistently. 
So sometimes we receive the love. Sometimes we're accepted. Sometimes we're affirmed. And we keep sort of going back for more. We keep saying, okay, last week they said they would spend time with me and I did this or I, or I said that and that worked. Um, so maybe I'll try that again this week. And oh, they, okay, that didn't work this week. So maybe I'll try something next week, right? We sort of keep going back for more. And this intermittent approval sort of is similar to gambling, right? It's, it like keeps you going back for more because you think, okay, maybe this time it will work. And it can almost feel addictive, right? And, you know, the approval is like the high, right? The high of, you know, getting high on a drug and you always want to go back for another hit. And we can get in the mode of living for the approval from this person. And we usually end up putting that person on a pedestal, feeling like they're perfect and like they really can do no wrong. And toxic relationships like this usually end up with really high highs and really low lows. And sometimes they can even include abusive dynamics where someone belittles or berates you for mistakes. And sometimes they're really loving and supportive, but then it always slips back into being harsh, being critical, you know, blaming you for something that probably isn't your fault. The highs and lows come in part because you're basing your worth on your partner's approval. So if they're loving, they want to spend time with you and they affirm you, you feel like you're on top of the world, you finally feel worthy. But if they're avoidant, if they criticize you, if they're unavailable, then you feel really low and you feel unworthy. And these relationships leave us feeling overextended, exhausted, unworthy, and not fully ourselves. And when we finally do receive approval from the other person, it's usually because we've bent ourselves into a pretzel or squeezed ourselves into a box that really doesn't fit us. And we're trying to be who they say they want us to be. And in the end, this leaves us feeling like they don't really love and accept us as we are, right? Because we had to squeeze ourselves into this box. We had to twist ourselves into a pretzel to get their love and approval. And that's not really us. So in the end, even if we feel loved or we feel approval for a little bit, it's not lasting. It doesn't feel good for an extended period of time. So I just want you to check in with yourself. Have you experienced this dynamic in your relationships? Have you felt like you had to earn love, that you had to prove you're worthy? Have you felt like this really high high when you were approved of and supported and a really low low when you felt disregarded or disrespected? Do you think you've been in toxic relationships before. If you have experienced or are in a toxic relationship, the first step is to recognize that the relationship is toxic. And when we're in toxic relationships, we usually believe that we are the problem, not the relationship. So the dynamic goes that I need to change. It's not the relationship. It's not my partner. It's not how they treat me. It's me. I need to change. And if I change, if I was better, if I was a better person, if I was sexier, whatever, then I would be treated well. That's the idea. And as long as you think you are the problem and that you just changing would make the relationship better, you're going to stay in that relationship. You're going to continue to try to change and stay in the relationship and hope 
that maybe it will get better. Maybe they'll finally treat you better. But once you recognize that the relationship dynamic is toxic and is contributing to you feeling unworthy, you can begin to make a better choice, a more informed choice about whether or not you want to continue the relationship. I want you to remember that you are unconditionally worthy, that you are worthy of receiving love, support, and affection, and that if you are with a partner that makes you feel unworthy and unlovable or makes you feel like you're only worthy of love, support, and affection when you do the right thing, act a certain way, or look a certain way, that relationship is toxic and you deserve better. Often, when we think about settling in relationships, we think about settling for a partner who quote unquote is not on our level. That's problematic in a number of ways, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But I believe that the worst kind of settling in romantic relationships is settling for being treated poorly, settling for a relationship that causes us to feel like we are not worthy of love, settling for a relationship where we don't get our needs met, where our partner doesn't show up for us, where we don't receive the love, the care, the affirmation that we long for and that we deserve. And unfortunately, when we feel unworthy, we are much more likely to settle for toxic relationships because we don't feel worthy of anything better. And we feel like we should just take what we can get. So if you found yourself settling for toxic relationships, I don't want you to judge yourself, right? This is not an opportunity for judging yourself or criticizing yourself. That's not going to help. What I want you to do is compassionately offer yourself some comfort and challenge the idea that you need to just take what you can get. You are unconditionally worthy. I know it may be hard to believe that at this moment, but it is the truth of who you are. And because you are unconditionally worthy, you are worthy of love, care, and respect. And you deserve a relationship with someone who loves you, who treats you well consistently, who accepts you, who affirms you. And you don't deserve to be in a relationship with anyone who treats you as though you are unworthy or unlovable or with anyone who treats you as though there's something wrong with you and that you need to change yourself fundamentally to be worthy of receiving their love. That is toxic. And, you know, it's hard to release toxic relationships, right? It takes, it can take some time, but I'm offering this podcast episode because I want you to at least start thinking about how you might've been caught up in toxic relationships or how you might be caught up in toxic relationships. Releasing toxic relationships is a big step. And it's something that, you know, takes a little bit more coaching and guidance. It's something that we take a deep dive into in the Unconditionally Worthy course. But for now, what I want you to do is just start recognizing it, right? Recognition is the first step. If we don't recognize a relationship is toxic, we keep going back for more. We keep trying to change it on our own. We keep thinking, I can make this different. But if you start to recognize that the relationship dynamic is toxic, you can begin to think about how you want to shift your engagement in it. And I do want to say, you know, sometimes relationships are toxic with two people who are, you know, not intending to be harmful, right? So just because a relationship dynamic is toxic doesn't mean 
mean the partner or the person you're dating is an awful, horrible person, right? It means that the dynamic that the two of you created is unhealthy and leaves you feeling unworthy. And sometimes we can just walk away from toxic relationships because we're ready, because that's easy to do. And sometimes we're not in a position to walk away yet, but we can start setting some boundaries. We can start shoring up our own sense of worthiness so that we know that when they treat us poorly, we don't deserve that. And even that internal shift is going to be a big one. So I hope that this episode is helping you to think about your relationships and yourself and what you deserve in relationships in a different way. You know, as always, thank you for listening this week. I really hope you find it helpful. If you find these episodes helpful, I would love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It not only helps me because it provides me with feedback around what you're experiencing with the podcast and how helpful you're finding it, but it also helps other people to find and listen to the podcast. And I want this to reach as many people as possible. So I'd love for you to write a review and stay tuned for next episode where we're going to be talking about the importance of expanding our capacity for joy and how knowing we are unconditionally worthy helps us to open to receiving joy in our lives. I will see you next episode. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Adia Gooden. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Wadaboy. Boy.